Hi guys, I'm Matt Harris, host of the HMO Experience Property Podcast. And in this episode of the podcast, my co-host Jamie Middell and I host an elite property mastermind session focusing on the five most common landlord and agent objections you're faced with when starting off on your rent-to-rent HMO property journey. Now, we all know how daunting it can be speaking with a landlord or an agent and putting forward your rent-to-rent proposition only for that proposition to be met with rejection or have a bunch of objections thrown at you. In this episode, Jamie and I will give you some workable solutions to these five common objections. Objection number one, subletting. We don't do it. Objection number two, we don't deal with corporate lets. Objection number three, our landlords don't like this or don't do that. Objection number four, you're a new company, you've got no track record. And objection number five, we've previously had a bad experience with this. If you've come across any of these objections, then this is definitely the episode for you as it's packed full of nuggets that you can start implementing today. Now, before you head off, I want to make sure that you hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to so that you get notifications as to when new episodes drop. In addition, head over to the hmoexperience.co.uk website where you can download a bunch of free resources, including the 11 steps to starting and scaling your own successful HMO property business. Now that the intro is done, let's head into the show. Hi guys, it's uh, Jamie and Matt. This is a special uh, recording. We've done this specifically for 50k mind who have had objections thrown at them when they're offering their rent to HMO business uh, to letting agents in particular. But these objections can also be used from landlords. Objection number one, what you're doing is subletting and we don't do subletting. So Matt, do you mind if I throw you that curveball to get uh, to kick us off, please? Yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, see, I told you this would happen. So two, two answers to this question. Um, if you're using the management agreement off the, um, the property money machine or the, the mastermind course, then you're not doing subletting because, um, you've got a tripartite agreement where the landlord is, um, the primary party under the AST. So essentially the management agreement is between you and the landlord roping in the um, agent because they're acting as a kind of introducer. Um, but the management agreement gives you authority to sign the AST between um, the landlord and the tenant um, on the landlord's behalf. So that in fact is not subletting because there isn't a, um, there isn't a tenancy between the landlord and the tenant. Um, it's a direct agreement because you're under management um, arrangement. That's perfect. Thanks, Matt. So quick summary. This is not sublet. If you're using the management contract from uh, the property money machine from the 50k training, it's a management contract, as Matt rightly says, which gives you authority to manage the property on behalf of the agent and the landlord. And then you're simply creating a tenancy agreement between yourselves um, with the tenant themselves. So you're not subletting, you're managing the property and then renting out the rooms in the AST. And you're covered by that contract. So brilliant one. Thank you, Matt. Next objection. Um, we don't do corporate lets. So do you mind if I give that to myself, Matt? Is that okay? Yeah, so we don't do corporate lets. So the, the, the best way of object, overcoming any objection is first of all, to agree with what the person's saying to you. Yes, I fully understand you don't do corporate lets. 
But when we explain how we can manage the property and give you guaranteed rent and you don't do any work for that property and we pay you the rent you ask us every single month guaranteed, how can we possibly work together under that arrangement? So hopefully that makes sense. So the objection is we don't do corporate lets. The first thing you say is, yeah, I fully understand you don't do corporate lets. However, we'll take on the management of your property. We'll give you the rent guaranteed every single month. You don't have to do any single work, uh, any work whatsoever. How can we possibly work together on that basis? So just push it straight back. And the idea behind that objection overcomer is to say, okay, the problem is you don't do corporate lets. We agree you don't do corporate lets. However, we're different because I take on the property, we're going to give you guaranteed rent. You don't do any of the work and you get paid guaranteed every single month. And just keep pushing that sort of line. Would you say anything differently when, uh, Matt, when someone says, we don't do corporate lets? I would go back to the first answer because... Um... Uh, you know, you're explaining why this isn't a corporate arrangement. So, um, so yeah, I mean, obviously lead with uh, what you suggested, Jamie, but then I, I would also um, uh, put some context around it as to why you're saying, you know, you, this isn't a corporate arrangement. The the standard agreement that I use is a management agreement. That's that's not a corporate It's a management agreement. <laughs> I mean, it's as simple as that. So I do think it's worthwhile, you know, um, maybe not um, carrying the management agreement around with you when you go to agents, but, you know, having uh, the sort of summary that I've just referred to um, and using that as, as a bit of a guide when you go in and chat with agents. Um, because then you can also, you know, email it out to them afterwards with a little explanation saying, look, this is exactly what the, you know, agreement represents. Uh, so it's not corporate, it's not subletting, you know, it kind of alleviates all of that, all of that fear, all of those um uh considerations those barriers right brilliant great stuff thanks matt a third objection again in no particular order is we don't have any landlords that do that or work like that this is when you've gone in there to explain how you can take on the property they, they get guaranteed rent etc and they just don't understand it so the objection is we don't have any landlord laws that do that so the simple answer is yeah they might not have landlords that um will do that uh but also right now is the time for them to consider alternative letting arrangements, right? So as much as, you know, they haven't necessarily um, considered it before, like now, you know, there is a lot of supply and not that, not as much demand. So there's going to be landlords that are, you know, crapping themselves for want of a better expression and you're going to provide them with an alternate option. Mm. Um, and if you've tempered it by saying, look, it's not a company let, it's not subletting, you know, the two answers that we've given before, then, you know, you wrap it up in a nice little bow and say, look, if this house has been on the market for three, four, five months, like, why wouldn't you consider an alternate option? You, Mr. Agent, you know, you can put it forward to the landlord because, you know, his property isn't shifting and it's going to put you in a good light because you're able to let it. And, you know, from, from your perspective, our perspective as the, the rent-to-rent company, you know, we're providing the, the landlord with, you know, a reasonable alternative solution, right? So I think um, you're inevitably going to get people that are just going to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, you just are. But it's a process of elimination. Um, and if you frame it right, then there's, there's at least you'll give them, like, cause for consideration. Yeah. Brilliant. So, so the objection, just to remind, thanks, Matt. The, the objection uh, from the agency is we don't have any landlords to do that. 
um, what Matt said was brilliant. Here's what I would do, or I would actually weave into the conversation. Um, and I'd say this. Yes, I understand you don't uh, do land law. You don't have any landlords that, that work on this basis. However, consider this. Consider the market conditions right now. Consider the fact that uh, if you rent out your property to one person or one family, if that person, heaven forbid, loses their job, then the income stream is gone immediately. So this is where we can help you as the agent and your client, the landlord, where we can take on the property, we can give you guaranteed rent, and we can rent out the individual rooms. On that basis, if one of those people or two of those people uh, lose their job, heaven forbid, then at least you've got income streams coming through. And also we give you a guaranteed rent. So when the market conditions are tough, when there's uncertainty in the market and your client, your landlord cannot rent out the property and therefore he's not making or she's not making any money and neither are you as the agent, we can solve that problem for you by giving you guaranteed rent. How can we possibly work together? So always push it back, agree with them, whatever the objection is, and then give them a solution saying, telling them what the benefit is. So we've done the objection, it's subletting, we don't do that. We've done the objection, we don't do corporate lets. We've done the third objection, we don't have any landlords that do that. And the fourth objection is, you're a new company and we only work with companies with two years worth of experience. Many of you, I'm sure, or some of you have heard that before. So we say, yes, I fully understand you only work with companies or with two or more experience. However, we're different to the majority of people you would have come across. And here's why. We are a professional HMO management company. We've partnered up with a business that have been operating since 2013. So uh -huh. therefore, there's a huge track record behind us. We're a professional business. We've joined the, pro uh, the property ombudsman. We've got professional indemnity insurance. And we have a management contract which covers and protects you as the letting agency and your client, the landlord. So despite us being a new company and new to this area, we've got a track record and a backing with some business partners who have been operating for many years. So how can we possibly work together? Something along those lines. Now, as, as Matt said, a quick disclaimer here, you're going to get no's all the time from all different people. And, and some will like that, all these answers, and some won't. But it's just good to have something in your back pocket. So, Matt, what would you suggest to that one? You're a new company. We only work with companies with two or more years experience. So it really um, depends on availability of resources, right? So a couple of um, things that we've done in the past is we've either offered um, two or three months rent up front. Um, you know, cash flow is always nice, especially right now. So if you have the resource to be able to um, offer that, then, you know, that's, that's certainly one suggestion which can be considered. The other thing is uh, rent guarantee insurance. So mm. one of the things, one of the reasons why you're going to get rejected um, if you're a new business is because, you know, the, um, the agent, the landlord's looking for, for rent security now. I know um, Jamie and Steve uh, are sort of evangelists of rent guarantee insurance. And because you've got an arrangement where you're, um, you know, there's a tenancy in place between the, uh, the landlord and the tenant, because you're a management, uh, a management company under the management agreement, you're going to take out rent guarantee insurance. Now, the landlord is going to have the benefit of a cumulative amount of rent guarantee insurance, right? Because you're going to rent rooms out at the rates that you rent them out. And you're guaranteeing the landlord um, a level of rent, which is below the cumulative amount of the rent that you're going to collect for the property. So ultimately, if you frame it by saying that, you know, you're taking out rent guarantee insurance and the landlord is going to be, is going to have more security as a result of the rent guarantee insurance than the level of rent that you're agreeing to pay to them, 
then that should be, you know, that should be um, uh, another benefit for, uh, for them to consider your proposal. Um, the other thing uh, that we have uh, tried in the past is we've had a, a clause um, included in uh, our company agreement, which you can still include in the management agreement, saying, look, if at any time you fail to pay the rent on time, um, then you know, the landlord can trigger uh, the termination of the agreement at any time within the first year. And you, you know, we've, we agreed to pay a thousand pounds inclusive of VAT for their advertising fee to relist the property. Now I was pretty, you know, confident that we wouldn't go down that route. So I was quite happy to have that clause included, but you have to think about it from the landlord's uh, perspective, like that, or the agent's perspective, they're concerned about, you know, a new business, not having the experience and not being able to secure the, the rental income that, you know, you're suggesting. So you need to come up with a number of, um, uh, not objections, but a number of um, benefits as to why, you know, even though you're a new business, you have uh, these additional plus points, uh, that's a double positive, um, which, uh, which is a reason as to why, you know, they should at least consider you for, um, for the rental. A management agreement isn't bound by the, um, the tenant fee uh, arrangement as well. So you can say, look, Mr. Agent, we can give you a, you know, an introducer fee um, as an added bonus for enabling us to, you know, take on this property. Um, yeah, I think that was maybe three or four suggestions. So it's just like thinking outside the box a little bit. Um, but ultimately, it's going to come down to cash, right? So if you do have the resource, then, you know, two or three months rent up front is very hard to turn down for a landlord. And also, the other thing is, if you're going to be offering that amount of rent up front, it gives you an even better platform to negotiate a slightly lower rent because you're saying, look, I'm going to give you a lump sum, but also, you know, that is going to cost me because I could be utilizing those funds elsewhere. So as a result of me paying you the lump sum up front, like I'm going to have to shave a little bit off your monthly rental, which will kind of balance the payment out or the, the fact that I'm giving you you know, an upfront lump sum of this amount, um, which is detracting from my ability to use it elsewhere. Um, and as a result, it's going to cost me this. So I need to take that into account when putting forward a rent proposal. Um, yeah, that's what I'd say. Brilliant. And actually, you, you spotted uh, um, something I was thinking of as well, Matt, which, which again is brilliant, which is the deposit insurance. So again, if they're saying you're a new company, you've got no experience, we don't work on this basis at all, you can even say to them that you'll pay them three months or six months rent in advance. Now that could be covered by a rent uh, deposit insurance policy that you take out and then you show to the agent and the landlord. So whatever happens, if you don't pay, they can then trigger that insurance policy and they get paid out immediately, which again is taking away a huge amount of risk, perceived risk in their eyes. But, but that's cool. Excellent. Thank you, Matt. Uh, the next objection is uh, we've had problems uh, with people like you in the past um, <laughs> and we're definitely not going to do it again. <laughs> so we've had that before. Uh, you might have had that. If not, you probably will at some stage. So rent to HMO, rent to rent has been around for you know, quite a long time and there have been some real shysters out there uh, nicking money left, front, centre. So if your agent has been burnt, if your landlord has been burnt, the first thing you do, of course, is agree 
that that is an objection that is valid, i.e., I fully understand you've had problems with people who do this type of management in the past. Mm. The next thing you do is you ask them what specifically went wrong in that situation. So there's no point answering their objection, saying, yeah, I get it, I fully understand it, I recognize it, and then going straight into the sales with, we're different because X, Y, and Z, because you've no idea actually what went wrong. So it's about asking good quality questions and finding out what was the main concern, what was the biggest issue, what went wrong in that working relationship. Because once you find one or two things or three things, and if they have told you something and you're not quite sure if they're still uh, being open with you, say, what else went wrong? Try to uncover as many of the problems that went wrong in the past, and then it's so much easier to answer that objection with your solution. So, for example, if it had been, oh, we, we won't get paid and the, and the operator didn't run it, well, that's where Matt's suggestion and, and the insurance policy can come into play. Or that's where Matt's suggestion of the management contract, which protects you, the agent, and the landlord can come into play, for example. If it's a case of, um, well, they told us we'd do, be doing all this, ma- they, they would do all the management, but we still had to fund the tenants and the tenants were a nightmare, something like that. Again, you can overcome that because you can say, yeah, I understand that was a problem in the past, but that's not how we operate. We operate in this and that and the other way. So it's about finding out, digging deeper, um, rather than just uh, accepting a bland comment, which is, yeah, um, you know, it hasn't worked for us in the past, therefore we're not going to work with you. You've got to find out more and more. Um, so that's what I would do. Um, any suggestions there, Matt, that you can add to that? You know, acknowledging it, yeah, that obviously there are people who, especially now, who just handed keys back. You're like, mm. see you later, I'm out. Um, uh, I think it is um, it's important in that respect then to build a relationship with the agent, right? So, um, like, you're in this for the long run, so you need to um, uh, you need to invest the time in, in the agents. Um uh, and <clears throat> I guess highlight the benefits of um, you know the service that you're going to deliver, and and acknowledge the fact that you know what there is there is always going to be a risk that um, especially right now you know um, generally rent isn't going to be paid on time that that is the current risk in any case, but you also have to um, outline the steps that you're taking to mitigate that risk as much as possible. And that's something that, you know, people quite easily overlook because you get faced with the objection and you immediately think, oh yeah, that's a fair point without thinking, oh yeah, but this is how I would deal with it. And then presenting that, you know, um, solution to the agent. Now they're not always going to agree with it for sure. They're not. But I think the more you get used to presenting the solutions, like the easier it's going to be to, to um, deliver them, especially if you're going to speak to the agent consistently, right? Because they'll hear your message two, three, four, five, six, ten times. And before you know, on the 11th time, they're like, okay, cool, yes, right. So let's give you a shot. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's just, it is exactly like that. Yeah, great stuff. Cheers, Matt. Okay, let's move on to the next one. The next one is, I don't understand how I'm going to get paid, so I'm definitely not going to work with you. (laughs) <laughs> or worse of that effect. And this is where you come back. This is where your, your primary uh, focus is educating the agents. So, of course, don't forget the very first thing to do is to agree with them. Yes, I fully understand that you don't understand how you're going to get paid. So let me deal with that right now. This is how we guarantee to pay you every single month. 
And then if you want to, you can explain it. But some people are visual. So you might want to write the little diagram of here's your house. Uh, here's us managing the property. Here, oops. Here's you as the letting agent. Here's the landlord. So your responsibility is to manage the property, collect the rent. They pay, oh, golly, probably back to front. They pay me <laughs> under the management contract. I then pay you, the letting agent, the guaranteed rent. And if there's an introducer fee call, you get that as well. And then you, uh, land, land uh, sorry, you letting agent, you pay your client, the landlord, and take out your fees. So uh, try and do it visually so they can really understand simply how they get paid. And then if you need to back it up with your management contract, well, here's the legal contract to say, this is how it works. So again, it's brilliant when people come back and say, I don't understand, or I don't get it, or I just can't see how I'm going to make any money, or I'm not sure how I can work together. Because that is not an objection saying we're never going to work with you. That's purely a lack of understanding. And then your role is to go, yeah, I fully understand. You don't quite get this. That's fine. This is something new that you haven't done before. However, this is how we then do it. So make it really, really simple. And don't forget, the great thing with agents is, in this whole proposition, you should bang on the point, which is they get paid every single month guaranteed without having to, to do any work. They get paid every single month guaranteed without them having to do any work. They get paid every single month guaranteed without having to do any work. What don't you like about that arrangement? <laughs> so that, that, in essence, is the message. Um, again, Matt, anything you can uh, you, you can add to that to uh, to answer uh, the objection, which is I don't understand how we'll get paid. Yeah, it's exactly that. Um, you know, they're collecting money without having to do anything. Take their fee, pay money to the landlord. That's it. <laughs> Simple cool. as that. Okay, okay, excellent. So the next uh, the next objection is we already manage HMOs, so we don't need to work with a company like you. <laughs> And uh, we've heard this before. Of course, the first thing you do is you agree. Yes, I understand you do HMO management, mm -hmm. but here's how we can help you. If you work with us, we give you guaranteed rent every single month. Under your HMO management existing uh, deals with your landlords, you only get paid when the rooms are filled, right? Yes, Jamie, that's right. Cool. <laughs> well, therefore, we will guarantee to pay you even if all the rooms are empty. And don't forget, you don't have to do any work and we pay you guaranteed every single month. You don't have to do any work and we're going to pay you guaranteed every single month. That means Thanks for listening, guys. Really appreciate you tuning in. Before you head off, I'd like to ask you to do three things. The first thing is head over to Amazon and buy the HMO Blueprint, which is Jamie's new book, that was published on the 26th of October. You can find the link in the show description. The second thing is, whatever podcast platform you're listening to right now, make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you get weekly notifications as to when new episodes of the podcast drop. And the third thing is, head over to the HMO Experience Property Podcast Facebook page. Make sure you click that like button so that you get notified when we drop bonus content such as the HMO Diaries and the Friday Finance Takeover. That's it. See you next week.